0: Good evening. To open our meeting tonight, Shardell, will you please announce the first hymn?
1: 123. I will read the second verse. Fear not, I am with thee. Oh, be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will still give thee aid. I'll strengthen thee, help thee, and cause thee to stand upheld by my gracious, omnipotent hand." Hymn number 123.
0: would like to follow along with the readings, please go to our website, and on the home page you will see the link to the live broadcast. Click on that and you will see the link to the Wednesday evening text. The theme for tonight is Immortal Mind, God, Destroys the Belief in Mortal Mind. The readings will now be given by Michela from Canada. The Bible, Isaiah,
2: when thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee, and through the rivers they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned, neither shall the flame kindle upon thee, for I am the Lord thy God the Holy One of Israel, thy Savior. Daniel Nebuchadnezzar the king made an image of gold and said, At what time ye hear the sound of the cornet, ye fall down and worship the image which I have made? Well, but if ye worship not, ye shall be cast the same hour into a, the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, If it be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of thine hand, O King. But if not, be it known unto thee, O King, that we will not serve thy God, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Then was Nebuchadnezzar full of fury, And he commanded the Most High Men that were in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and to cast them into the burning, fiery furnace. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down bound into the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king was astonished, and rose up in haste, and spake and said unto his counselors, Did not we cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? Lo, I see four men, loose, walking in the midst of the fire, and they have no hurt. And the form of the fourth is like the son of God. Then Nebuchadnezzar came near to the mouth of the burning fiery furnace and spake and said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Ye servants of the most high God, come forth and come hither. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came forth of the midst of the fire. And the princes, governors, and captains, and the king's counselors, being gathered together, saw these men upon whose bodies the fire had no power, nor was an hair of their head since Neither were their coats changed, nor the smell of the fire had passed on them. John Jesus said, Ye worship, ye know not what, but the hour cometh, and now is, when the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Matthew Then was brought unto him one possessed with a devil, blind and dumb, and he healed him. And all the people were amazed and said, Is not this the son of David? But when the Pharisees heard it, they said, This fellow does not cast out devils, but by Beelzebub, the prince of the devils. And Jesus knew their thoughts and said unto them, Every kingdom divided against itself, is brought to desolation. And if Satan casts out Satan, he is divided against himself. How shall then his kingdom stand? And if I by Beelzebub cast out devils, by whom do your children cast them out? But if I cast out devils by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God is come unto you. Or else, how can one enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods, Except, he first find the strong man, and then he will spoil his house. John, it is the spirit that quickeneth, the flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. I will now read correlative passages from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures by Mary Baker Eddy. The best sermon ever preached is truth practiced and demonstrated by the destruction of sin, sickness, and death. Knowing this, and knowing too that one affection would be supreme in us and take the lead in our life, Jesus said, No man can serve two masters. We cannot build safely on false foundations. Truth makes a new creature in whom old things pass away and all things are become new. Passion, selfishness, false appetite, hatred, fear, all sensuality yield to spirituality. And the superabundance of being is on the side of God, good. You say, I have burned my finger. This is an exact statement, more exact than you suppose, for mortal mind, not matter, burns it. Holy inspiration has created states of mind which have been able to nullify the action of the flame, as in the Bible case of the three young Hebrew captives passed into the Babylonian furnace, while an opposite mental state might produce spontaneous combustion. Mortal mind, a superstitional, material sense, a belief that life, substance, and intelligence are in and of matter, the opposite of spirit, and therefore the opposite of God or good, sin, sickness, and death. Mortals develop their own bodies or make them sick according as they influence them through mortal mind. To know whether this development is produced consciously or unconsciously is of less importance than a, a knowledge of the fact. The Feet of the Gymnast Prove that latent mental fears are subdued by him. The devotion of thought to an honest achievement makes the achievement possible. Exceptions only confirm the rule, providing that failure is occasioned by a too feeble faith. Had Blondin believed it impossible to walk the rope over Niagara's abyss of water, he could never have done it. His belief that he could do it gave his thought forces, called muscles, their flexibility and power, which the unscientific might attribute to a lubricating oil. His fear must have disappeared before his power of putting results into action could appear. It should not seem mysterious that mind without the aid of hand, can move a table, when we already know that it is mind power which moves both table and hand. It is mortal mind which convulses its substratum matter. These movements arise from the volition of human beliefs, but they are neither scientific nor rational. Mortal mind produces table tipping as certainly as table setting, and beliefs, that this wonder emanates from spirit and electricity. This belief rests on the common conviction that mind and matter cooperate, both visibly and invisibly, hence that matter is intelligent. You say, toil fatigues me, but what is this knee, is it muscle or mind, which is tired, and so speaks? Without mind, could the muscle be tired? Do the muscles talk, or do you talk for them? Matter is non-intelligent. Mortal mind does the false talking, and that which affirms weariness made that weariness. Scientifically speaking, there is no mortal mind out of which to make a material belief, spring from illusion. This misnamed mind, is not an entity. It is only a false sense of matter, since matter is not sensible. The one mind, God, contains no mortal opinion. All that is real is included in this more immortal mind. Our master asked, How can one enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods except he first bind the strong man? In other words, how can I heal the body without beginning with so-called mortal mind, which directly controls the body? When disease is once destroyed, In this so-called mind, the fear of disease is gone and therefore the disease is thoroughly cured. Mortal mind is the strong man which must be held in subjection before its influence upon health and morals can be removed. This error conquered. We can despoil the strong man of his goods, namely of sin and disease. Mortals obtain the harmony of health only as they forsake discord, acknowledge the supremacy of divine mind, and abandon their material belief. Mind The only I or us. The only spirit, soul, divine principle, substance, life, truth, love. The one God. Not that which is in man, but the divine principle or God of whom man is the full and perfect expression. Christian science brings to the body the sunlight of truth, which invigorates and purifies. The effect of this science is to stir the human mind to a change of faith, on which it may yield to the harmony of the divine mind.
0: We will now have a moment of silent prayer and then follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer. The next hymn.
3: Hymn 144. In atmosphere of love divine, we live and move and breathe. Though human, though mortal's eyes may see it not, tis sense that would deceive. Hymn 144.
0: Welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our weekly testimony meeting for Wednesday, September 13th, 2023. And we warmly will welcome everyone from everywhere to all of our services, in person, on the telephone, over the internet, or listening to recordings of our services. At all our meetings and services, we read from the King James Bible and from the writings of Mary Baker Eddy, the discoverer and founder of Christian Science. Every Sunday morning, we have our weekly church service at 11 a.m., but an hour before the service at 10 a.m., we have our weekly round table discussion. This is where we discuss the week's lesson and also some current topics, and learn more about how to apply our understanding of Christian science in our daily lives. So be sure to join us every Sunday morning for our roundtable discussion at 10 a.m. and the church service at 11 o'clock. And we have a Sunday school for children every Sunday morning at 11 o'clock, too. Our Sunday school is open to children from anywhere. Many of the students live out of state, and they attend by calling in on the telephone through a special teleconference number. So if you have children who would like to attend the Sunday school, call the church to get that phone number, and our teachers will be very happy to welcome them. We have a website plainfieldcs.com, where you'll find the very finest Christian science literature to read, study, and listen to. There are other wonderful writings by Mary Baker Eddy, and writings by students who lived in her home and were taught directly by her, and saw how she lived this science in her daily life. Um, they are a wonderful source to get pure teaching that Mrs. Eddy gave. And all the resources we have on the website are free. There is never a charge. Our goal is to spread Mrs. Eddy's teachings around the world. And to aid in that goal, we also have 17 additional websites in a variety of languages so that people can hear and read the healing truths of pure Christian science in their own language. And we have a well-equipped nursery for infants and toddlers at all our services. So if you're able to get here in person, be sure to bring the whole family. We have a publishing department that is very busy. Yesterday, the full-text lesson booklets for October were mailed and the fourth quarter quarterlies for October, November, December, were also mailed. We will be having a membership meeting a week from tomorrow night. That's Thursday, September 21st, at 8 p.m. There will be reports from each of our committees and a time for good of the cause. So, if you're a member of Plainfield Church, and can't get here in person you can call the church teleconference number to join in to leave enough time for the meeting on that night only there will be there will not be a 9 p m unity watch instead everyone will be invited to join the 10 o'clock unity watch that's next saturday i'm sorry next thursday september 21st at 8 p m I will now read from the Church Manual by Mary Baker Eddy the section entitled, Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. St. Paul Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise, and illustrates the demonstration of Christ who healeth all thy diseases. This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or suffering, although the generic name of the disease may be indicated. <clears throat> For everyone who gives a testimony tonight, we would ask that you please keep your remarks to within four minutes. This will give everyone the opportunity to share their offering. For those who are on the telephone, when you are ready to give a testimony, please press the star button on your phone twice. Also, keep in mind when you do, we're going to be able to hear you as well as any other sounds that your phone picks up. So we kindly request that you be in a quiet place, and we will call on each of you, one at a time, by name. Our meeting tonight is now open for the sharing of testimonies of healing through the study and practice of Christian science. Elizabeth from New Hampshire. Elizabeth from New Hampshire. Go ahead, please.
4: Good evening. Thank you very much for those Really inspiring readings tonight. Such a wonderful story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and how they overcame matter and showed us all how to do that. I would like to express my gratitude tonight for the peace of mind whose source is divine mind or God. I had an experience this past weekend where anxiety was tempting, A tenant in a building of mine called to say they had a plumbing issue. The plumber was called in and a very dire report was given. It looked as though the problem could take weeks and cost a small fortune. And most disturbingly, it would cause my tenants to have to find another place to stay for a while. Immediately, I turned to God and knew that nothing could rob me of my peace of mind. After all, it is... God's building after all, so He maintains it. He sustains it in my thought and in reality. Little me is not responsible. In this week's lesson, we read about the angels of His presence. God is always present, and in Christian science, we learn that angels are God's thoughts passing to man. In this case, we ended up needing machinery and men. Everything flowed so smoothly and flowing seemed to be the issue, so this was very apropos. From who we hired to when they showed up and how they did the job, it all turned out perfectly. Problems solved in a relatively short time, and no tenants displaced from their home. Everyone was gracious, helpful, appreciative, generous. These are the attributes of God that we see everywhere. When we're listening and looking through spiritual sense, these are the angels of his presence. I am most grateful for the peace of mind that remains. And as a side note, after writing this testimony on Monday, I had my phone in my back pocket as I worked doing some painting. That night, when I went to refer back to my testimony, it had been erased. I was tempted to be disturbed over this, but quickly realized that this was just animal magnetism trying to keep me from my Wednesday night testimony. I knew that in reality I could lose nothing, so I am additionally grateful to be giving this testimony now. Thank you again, and all of you have a wonderful night. Good night.
0: Thank you. Donna from Oregon. Donna from Oregon. Go ahead, please.
5: Hi everyone. Recently, I ran onto an article that I'd saved and studied some time back. that was in, that was an issue it, it, that was in an issue of Love is a Liberator. It isn't very long, so I'd like to share it with you because I found it to be so helpful. It's called "Prayed Without Ceasing" by Mary Beth Singletary. The article says, "When I first came to Plainfield Church, I was truly amazed to learn how important it is." to pray about everything. A simple decision like, should we see a movie tonight, was taken to God in prayer. When a house went up for sale in the neighborhood, we were taught to pray so a good, responsible person would move in. I realized I had been sailing along, praying very little, and wondering why things never worked out. It was wonderful to see the results of all this praying. If God had directed us to see a movie, it was always a blessing. No long lines, no sad endings. And what about that new neighbor who moved in next door? He was a blessing as well. The verse from the Bible, Pray Without Ceasing, became not some impossible task, but instead a very practical and wonderful way of life. Prayer does amazing things. It brings about a humble state of mind because it is saying, Father, I cannot take care of this without your help, and with you all things are possible. When a person turns to God in humility, this opens wide the doors for him to hear God's voice and loving counsel. God's word might come as a strong, comforting statement of truth, you are my child and I love you, or it might come as a word of instruction. Prayer brings peace and an absolute confidence that God is in control of the situation. This always results in healing. Mrs. Eddy states in Science and Health, To enter into the heart of prayer, lips must be mute and materialism silent, that man may have audience with spirit, the divine principle, love, which destroys all error. The fact that each one of us has the privilege to enter into the heart of prayer and have audience with spirit is nothing less than awesome. Let prayer, without ceasing, become a way of life. You, too, will be amazed at the wonderful results. That's the end of the article. I hope all of you get as much out of it as I do. Thank you for writing such a wonderful article.
0: Thank you. Shardell.
1: Hello. My gratitude is for God's gracious kindness. After teaching school for many years, and then taking care of my youngest grandchild for six years, I no longer had direct contact with children. After coming to Plainfield, being in the presence of children has unfolded very naturally by being a part of this church, church family, and practitioner support. Now I am blessed to be with children during each week, as well as communicating with big and little kids far away. Children have enriched my life and also have helped me to grow spiritually. It is a privilege to pray and watch for children everywhere, every day. I also know that many people and our practitioners pray for children all of all ages all over the world, and we have watch booklets and prayers on our website for anyone to use. The website also contains a section called Sunday School, with many resources and prayers for all children. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Elizabeth from Georgia. Elizabeth from Georgia. Go ahead, please.
6: Thank you. Thank you, Mishila, for your readings on Immortal Mind Destroys the Belief in Mortal Mind. I want to give my gratitude for healing tonight. In early 2022, I got COVID, and it was very mild and didn't really affect me much at the time. About six weeks later, I noticed I was out of breath during certain instances. I didn't really handle this claim at the time, and it disappeared after a few months. But in July of last year, it appeared I again came down with COVID. It kept me down for a couple days, and then I felt fine. But six weeks or so later, I started experiencing the same symptoms I had before, but they were much more pronounced. When I took a walk, I was out of breath, and there were times I had a hard time breathing, usually at night. I coughed a lot, and sometimes I'd have to move into another room so my husband wouldn't be bothered. My family noticed the coughing, and they became concerned. One night when I was really struggling, I was searching to feel God's love for me. And I remember what came to me was two hymns, uh, number 53, Everlasting arms of love are beneath, around, above. God it is who bears us on, his the arm we lean upon. And then also um, the, the hymn we sang tonight, An atmosphere of love divine we live and move and breathe. Though mortal eyes may see it not, tis sense that would deceive. These really quieted my thoughts at the time, and immediately I felt calm and was able to fall asleep. However, while the more aggressive symptoms abated, I was not completely well, so I called a practitioner from this church. And I remember complaining to her that I couldn't run, and it was, wasn't right that I couldn't run. Jogging was something I enjoyed doing a few times a week. Well, my attitude when I spoke to her was pretty pathetic. It was a pity party. It was all about me and why I couldn't run. I laugh about it now, but she gave me a very stern rebuke, which I am grateful for. She told me my only job was to get to know God better. So chastised, that's what I began to do. I began to ask God what he wanted me to do each day, to be still in his presence, and let him guide my day. She also suggested that I work with Things to Handle Daily, which is from Watches, Prayers, and Arguments by Mary Baker Eddy, and it's on the Plainfield website. And the specific ones she pointed out to me to study are, quote, make supplication to God daily that you may be delivered from all beliefs of sin or sickness, and after doing this, then turn to and demand of yourself to realize their unreality and recognize your power over the temptation to yield to any such an illusion. And then also, quote, declare daily, no mesmeric influence can prevent the law of spiritual growth, understanding, development, expression, discernment, humility, freedom, health, wealth, and healing from having boundless freedom in your consciousness. No mesmeric influence can separate you from the infinite mind and its faculty. While I improved much, once in a while the belief seemed to crop up to suggest I was not over it completely, until one day last spring when it came to me that it just never happened on God's watch, period, so it never was. And while I have been able to go back to running and all the activities with freedom, it's not as important to me. And when I do go, I always stick my earbuds in and and utilize that time to listen to the lesson or a roundtable or an article from the website. So it's very healing and a quiet time for me. I'm very grateful to Plainfield, to the practitioners, and uh, thank you very much.
0: Thank you. Betty from California. Betty from California. Go ahead, please.
7: I want to say thank you for the music tonight and also for those very good readings. I'm very grateful for God's protection this week while driving with a friend. I had walked to a friend's house and she offered to give me a ride home, but first uh, needed to pick up her grandson from school. Well, after we picked up her grandson from school, um, my friend was making a left turn and didn't see a car coming down the street where she was going to turn. It looked like we would collide, but that wasn't the case. It was like we were two magnets that repel each other when getting too close. My friend went to the left, the other car went to the right and ahead of us. There was no wild swerving, braking, or screeching, and no collision. Just Each car repelled from each other, from the other, and going where it belonged. I am very grateful for this protection and being taught in this church to pray when getting in a car. Quote, God is behind the wheel of this car and every car on the road, unquote. I'm very grateful for the Plainfield Church and for practitioner help over the years.
0: Thank you. Gary.
8: I am very grateful that Christian science heals. Uh, I've had uh, many, many instances of healing through Christian science treatment, and I'm just very grateful for every one of them. And each one of them has helped me to understand that Christian science is a science. We can count on it all the time, and I'm grateful to be learning more and more how this science works and what is, what is needed of me to make sure that it does work. Well, anyway, one of, the, uh, one of the experiences I had that I remember quite well was a few years ago, but I awoke uh, w- early one morning feeling sick to my stomach and nauseous. And all I wanted to do was to curl up and stay in bed. But I quickly remembered what Mrs. Eddy has written in our textbook, Science and Health, with Key to the Scriptures. I believe it's on page 390 or maybe 391. Anyway, she writes that uh, when the symptoms of disease first appear, we are to rise in rebellion against them. So I kind of took a deep breath and uh, gathered together as much strength as I could and I got out of bed and I began to read our lesson sermon. Well, as I did so, I could immediately feel God's healing presence with me. I could feel his love surrounding me and I could feel the pain gradually receding. And one of the thoughts that uh, was in that lesson that was very comforting to me at the time was that there is no law of God that says we ever have to be sick. God does not cause or condone sickness. So I asked God to give me the strength to do whatever it was that he wanted me to do that day. And I trusted in him. Well, that day turned out to be a very busy day, a very full day. Uh, I even did some hard physical work that day. And very interestingly, by the end of the day, I felt stronger and healthier than I did at the beginning of the day. God had healed me of all the symptoms that I had earlier that day and provided me with the strength. To do a lot of things and get a lot done that day. So I thank God for Christian science as taught and lived in this church. What is taught and lived in this church has proved to me that God does, in fact, heal. And I'm so grateful for this healing, for all that I'm learning in this church, and for Mary Baker Eddy for discovering and founding this incredible religion, which is a science. I'm so grateful to be here tonight, and thank you, Ms. Sheila, for those fine readings tonight. Thank you,
0: Tony or Lenny from, from North Carolina. Go ahead, please.
9: Hey, this is Tony. A couple weeks ago, I tried calling in, but we were having really bad internet problems. So I, I want to tr- retry my uh, my uh, healing tonight. I was just thinking about the the readings and those uh, those young men. How consecrated they must have been to God, because you to, to go through that ordeal, you had to have been living so closely to God. It's uh, quite inspiring to to think of think about them. Um, so several weeks ago, I began experiencing some uh, pretty sharp uh, pains inside my body, and I instantly knew that this was not a thing that was going on. I was very quickly able to just discern that this was uh just in a very aggressive mental suggestion trying to conjure up fear and then from fear who knows what it what it would have tried but we learn in, in science the the way we uh, treat ourselves is understanding the omnipotence of God, the uh, supremacy of Spirit. That's our uh, that's our starting point, and from that we're able to understand the, the nothingness of something. Uh, these aren't just words, you know. You you have to live this every day, and you can't just uh, be accepting. So many things that come into your experience without challenging them. You can't just let them slide by. I'm reminded of we're told to stand Porter at the door of thought. So this is a uh, you know an ongoing um, situation that we find ourselves in every day. So when this aggressive suggestion came to me, I was able to quickly detect it, but it did not leave right away. This went on for at least a week. But uh, I never feared. And I also um, give credit to something I've been learning here at this church is that we really must be working for the cause. And um, for several months now, I've been, I've been pretty involved in doing some work for the cause, and that's really helped, um, helped keep me sharp. And I'm um, very grateful for the example that the workers, not just there in Plainfield, but around the world, that are constantly doing work to keep uh, keep the church uh, operating, um, keeping the, the gears oiled, I think someone once said. So very grateful for that, because um, continuing this work, I guess about a week went by. And I suddenly realized the pain was gone, and it's been gone now for months. And i um, extremely grateful for the practical application of this science, and uh, not the fear. Fear is definitely your enemy. So, uh, Michelle, thank you so much for those uh, readings tonight.
0: Thank you. Linda.
10: Thank you very much for the readings tonight. I would like to express my deep gratitude for the ongoing instruction that I get with my practitioner at the Plainfield Church. Recently we had a big discussion about negative thinking and while I thought I was doing a pretty good job, it became very clear that I was not uh, watching the door of my thought as the previous testifier said we need to do. And so I got right on it, and I was so grateful because the peace and joy and gratitude that just swelled up, and it's so anti-Christian science, I can't even imagine why we should be tempted by that. But it was a bad habit, and I'm really on it. And I was so grateful that we discussed it and uh, I was working on it and the blessings that had come from it. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Jeremy.
3: I'm very grateful tonight for learning at this church and through regular practitioner support to trust completely in God for all things. Trust was not something that came easily to me And the few times in my life I was willing to trust, it went very poorly. Christian science has taught me that the reason for that is I was trusting in people when our trust should be in God alone. In learning to trust God, it has become clear that truth, life, and love truly do guide, guard, and govern us each day. And we need only listen and act accordingly. One benefit of learning to trust God is that I no longer do any research unless I feel led to do it. This has saved me a lot of time, and yet it has not meant that I am slowly falling behind as I might have humanly thought before coming here. Learning to listen with spiritual sense for all things has been such a blessing. And I have an example of this that I'm just so grateful for. On Sunday at around 5 a.m., I woke up thinking that I needed to order a new hard drive and a cloning device which would allow me to transfer everything from my existing small hard drive to one with a much larger capacity. And I've learned enough here that when I have such a strong feeling, and it feels right to just go ahead and take action, so I immediately ordered it, and it came in, and the, uh, everything, the whole cloning process worked quickly and easily, and I was able to replace it all last night. And then write this testimony on the computer with no issues and what a blessing and i truly don't feel like i even knew such a device was available before waking with that thought so to me it's just clearly it's just a really clear example of god watching out for what goes on in this church and yet more proof that quote divine love always has met and always will meet every human need unquote and that's mrs eddie from science and health I'm so grateful for Christian Science, this church, practitioner support, and for being able to be a part of this mission. Thank you. Thank you. And now we have a testimony from Imogen in Australia.
11: Good evening. At Sunday's Roundtable, there was a great discussion around how we think of God and that, be it father or mother, God, However God appears to us individually, is exactly right for each one of us. So as I was listening to this wonderful roundtable, I couldn't help but recall something that occurred to me many years ago. Living in a shared household with some other people at that time, and I realised that I couldn't continue living there, and some threats were made to me, it was not a good place to be. God had already brought me to Christian science, and I loved it with all my heart and soul and so I was already on a good journey coming into God's peace. I knew of a pure Christian science practitioner here in Australia, a holy man of God. But at that time, I was all arrogance and bravado, and it rankled that I needed help. I am grateful that God bound my stubborn will long enough for me to call this practitioner, called I was given him 350. Quote, Strong the hand stretched forth to shield us. All, all is well. End quote. This was exactly what I needed. I didn't have a lock on my bedroom door, so I pushed my bed over in front of it so that it couldn't be opened when I was sleeping. I had my mobile phone at hand in case I needed to call the police. And I started singing to myself hymn 350. Throughout that night, whenever I woke, I would sing that hymn. When I woke the next day, I heard a whole gang of people in the home. I started singing to myself again. Strong the hand stretched forth to shield us. I had the most wonderful experience. It was as if a mighty soldier stood at my side. Such strength that I was not afraid of anything. And so I pulled the bed away from the door. I marched through to the back of the house saying, I am going to work. I got safely into the bathroom, locked the door, and I was able to shower and dress and get out of that house safely and go to work for the day. When I came home in the evening, there was no one there. And although humanly it seemed a very unsafe space to be sleeping, I would need to be sleeping there for another two weeks at least. So I went to work every day, and every night that was exactly what I did secured the door and worked with him 350 and his mighty presence stood guard all night my father my strong soldier protecting me none of the threats that were made to me ever came about and indeed I didn't even see a single soul none of the people that were living there did I see for two weeks straight until I moved into my own little apartment that God had found for me It was a beautiful little rented studio of my own, looking over the river in our lovely city in Melbourne, and it was a home that kept me so safe and peaceful until God brought my loving husband into my life. There's been many other times when God has been my comforting, feminine, loving mother God, but for me, most of the time I think of God as my Father. Because that time that he came to me was so strongly, very much as my fiercely protective father. So I wanted to thank this sublime church for the round tables, or Sunday school for adults as they have been called. The teaching in these round tables is absolutely incredible. It is profound, multi dimensional teaching in pure Christian science that ripples out in so many healing ways. Thank you all so much, and so much love to you all.
3: Thank you. And now we have a testimony from Sylvia in Australia.
12: Many years ago, when my brother was 19 and we lived in a block of flats, an elderly couple on the top third floor had locked themselves out and mentioned it to my brother. He called the caretaker and they looked around and found an electric cable. My brother's plan was to tie one end of the cable to the roof, which the caretaker would ensure was secure, while he would hold on to the other end and let himself into the balcony of their flat. Of course, when my brother put his weight on the cable, it snapped. My brother fell three floors and landed on the grass beneath on his feet. He was wearing sneakers. He was unable to move. An ambulance was called and he was taken to hospital. After an x-ray was done, the doctor said an operation to his back may be necessary. I asked the practitioner who had introduced me to Christian science to pray and later confirmed with my brother that he was okay with this, which he was. He did not know anything about Christian science and frankly, being new to it, nor did I. The practitioner told me not to take cognizance of the picture presented, and that we don't need to ask matter how things are going. I didn't really understand this concept. A few days later, after another x-ray, the doctor said an operation did not seem necessary, but they would keep him in hospital to monitor him. This is where my brother met a nurse in training who a few years later became his wife. Their marriage is very happy and one of the most perfect I know of. Words cannot express how grateful I am to this practitioner for his clear understanding of the truth which was of so much benefit to my brother and all our family and also for the patience and love he bestowed on me which led me to my journey of Christian science many years ago. Recently, my understanding of Christian science has improved significantly since a friend introduced me to Plainfield. I now understand the statement about not having to ask matter how things are going on more than just an intellectual level. The guidance of a practitioner at Plainfield, the writings and recordings of early workers available on their website The weekly round tables and the daily and unity watches have all helped to elucidate my understanding of Christian science. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Florence from Georgia. Florence from Georgia, go ahead, please. Thank you, Michaela,
13: for those beautiful readings tonight. I thoroughly enjoyed them. Um, I have two testimonies tonight. One, the first one is from Washington, D.C. She says, God, good evening. I thank God for Plainfield Christian Science Independent Church, for the workers of this church, the practitioners, your weekly healing services, and other activities that support this CS church. Thank you, Plainfield CS members. I rejoice in being blessed by the way Christian science is practiced in this church. In the past couple of years, I had pain in my legs and sometimes in my hips and occasionally made it impossible for me to walk or stand for long periods of time. In the early part of this year, I called one of the practitioners of this church for help and I was immediately comforted. She reminded me, that I am a child, spiritual child of God, the likeness and image of God, always reflecting the divine mind. He asked me to study specific areas of page 151 and also to work with those and that she would pray. On this page, Mrs. Eddy said, fear never stopped being in its action. I asked myself, Is there anything I am afraid of that is bigger than the creator of heaven and earth? My answer was no. On the same page, Mrs. Eddy said, Every function of the real man is governed by the divine mind. The real man, that's my true being. I have held on to the truth revealed by Mrs. Eddy on this page. Working with practitioners in this Christian science church every day, claiming my identity as the real man, created by God in his likeness, the pain gradually disappeared. And a couple of months later, I went on a 10-day overseas trip during which I walked and hiked five to seven miles daily in rough and hilly terrain. I am very grateful every day to God, Christ Jesus, Mary Baker Eddy, and for all that I'm learning from this church and for all your website offerings. Thank you all. The second one is from California. And he says, I would like to share my testimony about this wonderful healing. Last week, I went to drop my son at his soccer practice, and because it was very hot, it seemed the area had a lot of bugs around. I didn't pay too much attention and went to my car to wait for him. When he came back, he said, Mommy, I got stung by a bee. I did manage to take out the little part, but it really hurt, and now I have a huge bump. I started panicking a little. And quickly, I stopped and remembered that I've been told many times, working with my practitioner, to stay calm always, which is one of the things I have learned in practice. I started praying and thanked God first, and he was able to stay, that he was able to stay and play the entire practice. When I got home, I put a little ice in the area for some comfort, but I really started praying to know that God is with him and never created anything to hurt him. I felt peaceful, and when I was ready to listen to church in the evening, to my surprise, the second testimony was about bees, and the lady said that she had experienced some type of a situation where there were lots of bees, but kept knowing that the bees could not harm anyone. That really comfort- confirmed my praying and really made me feel better. When my son woke up the next day, there was no sign of inflammation in the area and it was completely healed. I am so grateful for this church and the practitioner who have kept me in prayers knowing the truth in many situations. I am so grateful for everyone, for their dedication to this church, the roundtables, the website, and its services. So much love all around. My heart is filled with gratitude for what I have learned and for all I continue to learn every day. Thank you all very much. I'm also very grateful for all the testimonies that have been shared and really continual attesting you know, testify and to show that Christian science does heal. And that if we're ever troubled or we hear the little voice saying it does not heal, we know what it is, the liar again. Thank God, thank Christ Jesus, and I thank Mary Baker Eddy for showing us how to live the science. Thank you. Grateful to be here.
0: Thank you.
14: Mary. Good evening. Just have a few things to read tonight. Uh, One is from Iowa. I had a bad stomach ache that made it impossible for me to walk or to do what I needed to do. I prayed for it, but with no success. So I texted a practitioner from this church and requested prayerful help. She must have prayed right away for the problem was met, and pretty much instantaneously. There was no longer any pain or discomfort. I am very grateful for the practitioners' prayers and for the divine influence of this church, for Christ Jesus and Mary Baker Eddy giving us this precious science. This shows that this science meets all our needs, and I am very grateful. And then South Dakota. Thank you, Plainfield, for the inspiration and support you give, which is very palpable when one is aware of the need for the uplift that serves and saves. I really appreciate the weekly Bible lessons, the Wednesday night meeting, readings, the Sunday morning roundtables, and the wonderful website as well. I am grateful to God for you, your practitioners, and all who serve to support in this work. Most grateful as well for the watches. Thank you all. And then the last is from Virginia. Dear fellow members, with much gratitude to this independent church, I send my monthly contribution. It is a joy and a privilege to join together with those who seek and walk in the truth in promoting Mary Baker Eddy's revelation of the Christ science and sharing it with the world for the freedom of all. Many blessings abound for each one as blessings are shared with our fellow man with love and gratitude. So, yes, thank you so much for those beautiful readings tonight. So grateful every week to hear these inspired readings, beautiful music, and testimonies. I know we often talk about the book we call the Blue Book, which is Divinity Course in General Clectatania. It was compiled by Richard Oakes, but written by Mrs. Eddy. And there are so many wonderful healing things in there to work with. And this past week, there was one that has helped me so much on page 139, where Mrs. Eddy says, "'He who clothes the lilies will tend you "'and gird you with strength in truth and love, "'and so establish the labor of your hands in his vineyard. "'Never distrust, never doubt the all-love, "'for it never faileth. "'As your day, so shall your strength be. "'Be patient.' And let faith grow stronger and stronger each day of this pilgrimage. So very grateful for dear Mrs. Eddie. Very grateful to be here with you all tonight. And have a good evening.
0: Thank you. To close our meeting, Linda, will you please announce the last hymn?
10: Hymn number 66. From these thy children gathered in thy name, from hearts made whole, from lips redeemed from woe. Thy praise, O oh Father, shall forever flow. Alleluia, alleluia. Hymn number 66.